Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and uh, I'm doing this one a little differently. I got a new computer, and it's a, it is a lot different than the previous computer um, I had. I got bored during quarantine, and my computer decided that after seven years of being with me through thick and thin, that it would choose a pandemic. Uh, to die and and not work anymore. So um, hopefully the sound on this one is okay. Um, but if not, we will uh, we'll get to work on it and it'll be better um, for the next one. Uh, what I figured we would do because things are kind of so slow uh, with recruiting and such dead periods, football's trying to come back is we're going to do two mailbag podcasts in the next few days. Today will be basketball. We have significantly more questions for basketball than we do football, which is no surprise. So um, I'm only going to do the mailbag questions today. I'm kind of discussing. I figured, you know, I, I could have wrote it, but um, I probably have the best voice in broadcasting right now. And I know that it'll calm everyone down hearing my my voice and my soft tone. Um, so um, let's kind of get right into it. Uh, shout out all the posters that have indeed left questions. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for being longtime members, short members, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, let's just kind of kind of jump right into it. The The first question comes from Cheesy1. Uh, I love saying your usernames out loud, by the way. Um, the first question, how much longer will the mystery recruit torture us with the wait? Um, keep in mind that no one is as tortured by this as I am because you guys are asking questions and rightfully so I'm not complaining but there's only so much that I uh, that I can talk about with this recruit I know a lot of you know who it is um, but look I when I tell my sources I'm not gonna out the guy and talk about him all the time I I kind of follow that uh, in terms of a decision and all that um, last I heard ideally by the end of the month if it goes a little longer then the end of the month, it's not time to panic and all that. Um, I will say that I still still feel fine about it. Like I, I still, if I had a guess, feel that Arizona winds up with him. Um, there's some things going on there. He's good. His club team obviously wants to keep him. Um, so there's a kind of a, a little push and shove there. I do strongly believe that should he go the college route, it will be Arizona. I don't think any other schools in the running I would be really surprised if it is another school. I think it is Arizona or staying uh, where he is, the international route, getting paid and all that. But uh, my opinion hasn't changed. I know I said the longer it takes, um, the worse it is for Arizona. Um, I still kind of believe that, but we're not at the point um, where I, I think people should be panicking. If, if we get to that point, I'll let you know. But as of now, when I'm recording this Tuesday at 2.18, uh, with my three dogs sitting next to me waiting to bark at the most inopportune time, 
I am telling you that I, I my guess as of now is that he winds up at Arizona. Could things change in this scenario? Yeah, sure, it's recruiting, and we all know how it could change. But um, as of now, I would say it's more likely than not that he winds up at Arizona. And keep in mind, the whole no news is good news and all that, it still pertains to this recruit. Like, I know people are going to ask me as soon as tomorrow what the latest is with him, um, and the answer's still the same. Like, until I post he's not coming to Arizona or he is coming to Arizona, it's not that type of situation where it's like, well, he woke up this morning, had breakfast, and he's still thinking about it. You'll know either way. I, I promise, and, and you'll probably be the first to know um, on the message boards. Uh, next question, who is our most important recruit in 2021, that comes from Hightower5. Um, you know, that that's a tough question because uh, I don't want to pretend like one recruit is more important than the other. Um, I, I would say that there's a handful of guys that Arizona has probably prioritized. Um, I, I would say Polo Benchero is probably number one just because of what it would represent. Arizona landing a top five player in the country um, you know, coming from behind to, to land him would be a big deal. He is really, really good. Um, it's not a guarantee he even plays in college. That's how good he is. Um, that's not coming from him or anything like that. That's just kind of an assumption on on uh, on my end. But um, he has a connection to Jason Terry, as I've said before. His mom knows Jason Terry from the high school days. If Arizona can land him, uh, it is a very big deal because not only did it beat out other Pac-12 schools, uh, it beat out schools like Kentucky and Duke and all that. Um, other guys I would probably keep an eye on would be Peyton Watson out of Long Beach. Arizona's very much in there. Washington, UCLA, um, some others. Um, he's not doing a lot of interviews right now, um, but he's a guy that Arizona's definitely in there with. And, and Nolan Hickman, uh, who's a really good point guard, one of the best, if not the best point guard in the West for his class um, out of Washington. You guys can figure out why Arizona's in there. Um, and, and so... Those are probably the three guys that I would focus on. And then you have a guy like Jaden Hardy out of Vegas who's really good um, and some other guys as well. So I don't like saying who's the most important recruit because I don't want recruits to hear it and be like, oh, I'm not as important. That's coming from Arizona. No, it's just a matter of, you know, prioritizing. And I think that those three guys at the least are, uh, are three guys that um, Arizona is focusing on. Next question comes from Michael Luke. What's the latest with Bijan Cortez? You got to keep in mind that you know, I think people are probably wondering why Mike always asks this. So basically what happened was Mike came across a, a film, a video of him and, and tweeted about him. And then the kid reached out to Mike and Justin Ganey had sent Bijan Cortez a letter. And once that happened, I told Mike that he could call the kid for the interview. Um, and this was at a point where he wasn't getting a lot of recruiting attention uh, at the time. Now he's committed to Oklahoma. He's, he's a legitimately solid point guard, but... Um, him and Mike develop a relationship uh, where they were texting back and forth often. And so it's kind of become a running joke, what's the latest with Bijan Cortez, because Mike really wanted Arizona to offer him. And when Ganey sent him a letter, uh, it was a big deal. And Mike asked if he could do an article. And I said, not until it became serious. And it never became serious. But um, that's where it is with Bijan Cortez. Um, and so uh, it's, it's intriguing. Should I say um, it's going to be a, a long discussion uh, about Bijan Cortez because um, Mike's Mike's all in on him, and I've I've only seen highlights, but go check out Bijan Cortez; he'll appreciate it. Uh, next question comes from TJ 
at UA. Uh, how's the loot? Honestly, um, I haven't heard a lot. Um, it, it's, you know, he's, he's obviously getting older. I'm not going to um, kind of guess on how he's done. Um, I've asked a few people and they haven't really heard anything. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, he's kind of become somewhat private at this point at, at his age, but um, I'll keep looking into it and, and see what I could find. But um, yeah, uh, you know, there's really not a lot of details to, to go into that one. Uh, next question is from Strom2800. Is the expectation that there won't be any early NBA or Euro pro losses after next season? I think you can always have expectations, but expectations are uh, unrealistic. Because, for instance, if you would have asked me um, who's most unlikely of the three, four freshmen that came in, I would have told you Zeke, even though I really like Zeke. Um, and then after the season, you say, you know, Zeke's obviously going pro. And so I would look at this class and say, look, there, there may not be a guarantee, but if Dale and Terry or Ben Mathurin go out and have a great season, you know, you, you probably can assume that they might go pro. Um, I think if Arizona lands the international player that it has yet to land that I talked about earlier, um, there's a very legitimate chance that he goes pro. Daniel Bacho is the guy where if he has a good season, maybe he goes pro. Remember, you don't need to be ready to go professional. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, we're not going to sit here and say Nico Mannion is going to be awesome in the NBA right away um, because a lot of people, most people don't think he's ready. But you don't need to be ready to go to the NBA. Look at the amount of guys that are declaring or throwing their name out there, etc. They're not ready to go to the NBA, but they're going because they want to try to make it and get paid in some capacity and whatever it may be. So um, who's ready in the class to go to the NBA? None of them. Who could go? I think Ben Mathurin has a very legitimate shot. He's improving, um, has improved a lot over the last year. Good defensively, really good athlete. I think Dalen Terry is a guy um, that probably has a good chance. Kirk Kritza would surprise me. Um, Daniel Baccio would surprise me. The international guy who uh, has yet to be named, even though you know his name, um, I think is probably the most likely of the bunch to go professional. Um, but again, none of it's a guarantee. It could be two guys. It could be three guys. It could be zero guys. I think we've learned with college basketball at this point that nothing would surprise us because, again, you don't have to be ready to declare for the NBA. Uh, next question comes from H. Fuchs451. I hope I pronounced that right. Can we get a rundown of the process Miller and staff go through to evaluate and recruit a player? I don't think it's any different than a lot of schools. I think the process is pretty similar. Um, usually it's AAU coaches. It starts there. Um, it starts maybe, you know, another team puts a kid on the radar. Arizona does that a lot. Um, you know, you take a look at uh, some guys in the past that Arizona's have offered, and you say to yourself, I guarantee you by the end of the week, the kid's got 10 more offers because Arizona offered, where maybe another school wasn't going to offer and goes, oh, man, Arizona offered this kid. He must be good. Um, that happens more often than it should. Um, but usually it's uh, Arizona likes to see a player first. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of times in basketball, you can't even recruit a kid seriously unless you've offered them. The kid's just not going to listen. And that doesn't even have to be a committable offer. But unless you've offered, a kid's probably not going to listen the way recruiting is now because other schools are just going to say, look, man, they haven't even offered you. How bad do they want you? And so a lot of times you'll see schools, even Arizona as well, offer kids and then not really recruit them once they kind of look into things more. Um, so it's the kids that you kind of hear, um, you know, yeah, Arizona offered, but are you hearing about that kid a couple months from now? 
And that goes with any school. And if you're not hearing about the kid a couple months from now, you know that the offer is probably not realistic or Arizona dropped out for other reasons. I will say that with the 2021 kids, I don't think there's any of those kids on the board. I think Arizona would legitimately take uh, every kid that they've offered. But um, a lot of times it'll be an assistant. Um, you know, M Miller trusts his assistant quite a bit with recruiting. The assistant will see a kid, they'll say, look, I really like this kid. Um, if the kid's a no-brainer, like Paolo, for instance, um, you know, Sean Miller's going to be like, yeah, offer him. If the kid's a little more borderline, usually Sean Miller likes to see the kid unless he's been really impressive in front of assistants. Um, Miller will obviously want to see a kid before taking him and all that, um, but he does have a lot of trust in his assistants to evaluate recruits. Next question comes from Gosling Swag. How good does the coaching staff think the team will be next year? Are they higher on the team than general college basketball fans, uh, media? I think it's too early. Um, the coaches, basketball coaches in general are pessimistic people. Um, you know, you could take the whatever coach has the number one team in the country, according to the media, ask him how his team is, and he'll tell you they're just struggling to make the tournament. That's generally just how basketball coaches are. Um, I, it's, honestly, it's too early for me to answer that, especially with the international kids. I mean, yeah, Arizona likes Bacha. They like Kirk Rietza, They like Benedict, et cetera, but they haven't been on campus. Um, Kirk Rietza could be really good, or it could take them a while to adjust. I, I think that this is different. And you got to keep in mind that these kids aren't even on campus for summer workouts. So it's not like they're getting a, a, a taste of what a kid may look at like, you know, early on before the season starts. So I think they're optimistic. I think they really like the class that they brought in. But in terms of success and how that will translate, um, it's, it's probably too early. Next question comes from Throw It Down uh, 4991. I wonder what the 4991 means. Please let me know. Let me know what all these numbers mean because I, I just realized that all these usernames have numbers. I wonder if they have significance or if we just make you sign up with numbers. <laughs> um, throw it down to 4991. Who will take the biggest jump next year, Jamal, Ira, or Christian? Um, I'm going to go Christian. I, I think that's the obvious answer, and, and there's a couple reasons why. Ira's older by now. I mean, he's going to be a senior. Uh, Ira... You know, I'm assuming he's going to be on the roster next year. Um, you know, should he be on the roster next year? Don't panic because of my saying that. I'm just saying. Um, you know, you, you're probably going to get what we've seen from him throughout his career at Arizona. I, I don't think he's going to come in and develop a jump shot or become a different player. Usually that doesn't happen. Uh, the biggest jump, in my opinion, is freshman to sophomore year. I think you kind of see how a, a player takes on. Um, Jamal Baker, I expect him to be a similar player. Uh, he did struggle with injuries. He's going to be healthier. Um, so... So I'm curious to see kind of how he bounces back, being healthy, assuming he's healthy. But the easy answer is Christian Coloco. I mean, here you had a kid that got better every minute he played, or at least it felt that way. Um, you assume he's going to put on weight and, and get stronger. He's already a good shot blocker. Once he gets stronger, he'll be a better man-to-man, straight-up defender. Um, and then, you know, offensively, you figure he's going to improve. He, he was not a good offensive player. Uh, most of his points came off rebounds and such, but you just assume with the work. And, and Sean Miller, I think, made a great point. When you look at what's happened this summer with the pandemic and all that and the fact that these guys aren't on campus working out, Christian Coloco is probably affected the most because his facilities, wherever he is, aren't going to be as good as U of A's facilities. And when you take a look at the weight program, he's the guy um, that uh, that needed to put on weight and that needed the time in the weight room. So um, it, it's, it's, it's a shame for him, but um, yeah, I mean, no second thought about that. I, I think it's clearly 
Christian Coloco that'll take the biggest jump. Uh, next one, this really isn't a question. Just want to hear about your favorite recruitments. Um, let's say that for another podcast. Maybe we'll do a podcast later on about some of my favorite recruitments. Uh, next one comes from msingled40. What's Arizona's most realistic 2021 class? Way too early. Um, you know, I think Arizona has a chance to land all the guys I talked about earlier. Watson, I think it's in there for Branchero. I think it's in there for Hickman. It's in there for Jemiah Mishak. It's top three probably for Jaden Hardy. Um, that one will be tougher, obviously. Uh, they're all tough, but uh, way, way too early to answer those questions. But um, those four guys are, are guys that I would focus on. Ben Gregg is another one. I think Arizona has a very realistic shot at landing power forward out of, out of Oregon. Um, but it's just too early because things have really slowed down this summer. I mean, normally you think about it, Arizona would be going on the road this month, next month, et cetera, July, um, to watch recruits offer, prioritize, and, and it can't do that. And because of the lack of AU schedule where the coaches are on the road, it is really going to impact and, and slow things down. So um, as of now, uh, it's a bit too early for me to answer that question. Next question comes from WS Cats. How did fans follow recruiting 15 years ago before YouTube and internet scouting? Um, it was it was similar. It was just paper scouting, like magazines, newsletters, etc. Um, did email exist? Email existed 15 years ago. <laughs> so um, internet scouting existed 15 years ago. Uh, YouTube wasn't a thing, so there weren't as many highlights. But uh, there were still like mixtapes and things like that 15 years ago. But if you're talking about older uh, scenarios. It, it, there's guys that did recruiting newsletters and magazines and things like that, or, um, you know, it, it wasn't as big. Like, there's a reason why the 24-7 composite only goes back to 2001, I believe, because that kind of before that recruiting, you know, with fans wasn't that big um, or wasn't as big as it is now. Um, but there's still ways. I mean, it, it maybe not now, but it, there were ways to do it. Uh, Mixmaster Miss 20 with the next question. When can we expect our 2020 class to start arriving on campus? I have absolutely no idea. Um, it, yeah, I don't even think the coaching staff, the players have any idea. It's going to be a little more difficult because of the international kids. Um, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to do visa situations. Um, it may not be as quick as it would for a guy like Dale and Terry, who's in Phoenix and could just drive down. Um, it's, it's a different kind of scenario with this class. It figures Arizona goes the international route and during a pandemic. And, um, I don't think that there's a big concern that they'll be on campus and all that. It's just going to be a, a kind of a different route, uh, to get there. Next question comes from Mike Luke. Why do you keep deleting my questions? Uh, because you don't ask any good ones. Next one, <laughs> AZ grad. Will the basketball season start on time? Will there be a red and blue game? I have no idea. I mean, it's that's above my pay grade. My guess is that the basketball season will start on time, but if there's a second wave and all that, who knows? Um, that's They're not even thinking about that right now, to be honest with you. They're just trying to kick off football and, and figure out if there's going to be fans allowed in football. Um, basketball is kind of down the road. It'll it'll come up when it comes up, but it's, uh, it's way too early um, to be answering questions like that. SB Cat, is the Euro wing still in play? Yes, there are two European prospects. They are both in play. Um, one is considerably better than the other. The other is on the board. Um, and Arizona will take him should he want to commit. If you had to put money on one 2021 recruit to end up at Arizona, who would it be? Again, way too early for me to say that. I think Arizona um, is in there for the guys I mentioned earlier. Meshack, Ben Gregg, 
Peyton Watson, etc. Um, I like how someone Compton, metaphorically speaking, you know, there was once a time where AU games you watched so many during a day that you wanted to bet on them. Um, I used to not bet on them, but I used to, you know, take a bet and say, okay, I bet you this team wins or that. And, you know, we would bet a lunch between writers, and that's pretty much how you got through watching like 10 AU games a day. Um, and unnamed, this one comes from Wildcats, uh, Wildcats ARZ, Wildcats Arizona. An unnamed year prospect was recently named to a team that will play in a week-long tournament late in the summer. Is there more to read into him being mentioned on the roster? No. Short answer, no. I, I wouldn't read anything into it. Um, you could always be removed from rosters as, uh, as well. Um, next one uh, comes from... You guys are really discussing how you... Uh, you, you followed recruiting. I didn't really follow recruiting until I started this job, until I got into the U of A, started out at Rivals, went to my first AU event after posting for a while, and, and I was hooked. It was really fun. Uh, WS Cats, next question. How are your dealings with Russ Pennell? They were fine. Really nice guy. Um, I'm sure there's a, a reason behind asking that question, but uh, really nice guy. Um, I don't know how good of a coach he is, but I know that he's a nice guy, and I haven't heard a lot of complaints um, about him as a person. Uh, next question, go Cats, go Reds. Jason, any insight on the Miller-Kerr relationship? Um, is it possible some of the old guard, like Kerr and Terry, were educated and informed? Yeah, I mean, I think Miller's had good conversations with those alumni and those boosters and such about what happened. And also keep in mind, boosters like Sean Miller, uh, they stood by him. I think that helps when those boosters and those ex-players have a relationship. Um, but... Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the Miller-Kerr relationship, look, if it was bad, you don't get him and Mulebach on, on a conference call and they're talking for an hour. I mean, guys with bad relationships, don't, don't do that. There would have been other players they could have gone that route. But uh, the relationship is fine. I mean, look at the Jason Terry relationship. Everyone said it was bad, and maybe at one point it wasn't great, but Jason Terry visited campus, if you remember, uh, after that hit, met with Miller, and, and now he's becoming assistant coach at Arizona. Um, I, I think that a lot of times... People rush to judgment. Um, we're all guilty of that at some point or another. And Sean Miller explained to him what happened, and other people have. And, and those relationships are fine. They're, they may not be best of friends, but it's certainly a, a cordial relationship. Uh, next question comes from Hightower5. Any interest in St. John's transfer, LJ Figueroa? Not that I've heard of. Um, I, I'm not sure Arizona would have room for him. Um, there's only one basketball, but, you know, I, I would be surprised uh, if that happened. Point forward, you as the next question. Has the site traffic to Wildcat and Authority in 24 sports decreased or increased since the start of the pandemic? Um, believe it or not, um, our numbers overall, I don't want to give away too much, but our overall numbers for views and hits and sessions and all that, they're up since last year. Um, the network has done a great job of churning out more content. I'm trying to churn out more content. It's been very challenging. It's, uh, it's scary. Um, you know, you, you're like, I'm a sports writer with no sports to cover, but... Um, we've put our heads together, and, and 24-7 sports um, has been absolutely amazing in, in their support um, and all that. So uh, it, it's, been, it's been fine. Uh, AZ Girl, I see that David Grace is no longer with Vanderbilt. wonder which team has picked him up. Nobody. Um, I think David Grace is, is a really nice guy. Uh, I think Greg Hansen has kind of blown him up to be something that he's not. Um, if you Google, you know, whenever Arizona has an assistant opening, Hanson will write an article about David Grace. Um, he does have ties to Compton Magic. Uh, with that being said, um, 
you know, it's he's he's decent. You know, it's uh, it's not gonna be Arizona. I don't know if it's gonna be Pac-12 school, but uh, good luck to him wherever he goes. It it won't be uh, Arizona at all. And uh, yeah, that looks like that is uh, the latest the latest questioning. Um, looks like you guys want a written version of this podcast. I will try to uh, to get that done for you, or maybe we'll just do a different version um, with. Uh, you know, more questions, different questions. I kind of want to shake it up and, and do a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you for joining me. Hope that was pretty straightforward. Um, you know, I hope I answered all your questions. You guys could always ask questions. We're going to do a football podcast as well, um, similar to this, where I answer your guys' question. Um, and, and real quick, a uh, couple things. Number one, Please rate the podcast. Um, we're trying to go for certain ratings each podcast on 24-7. Please go rate it. Hopefully five stars, you know, six stars if you're really nice. Um, and, and I appreciate you, you know, going back to the question before about traffic. I really appreciate um, everyone that's on the message board. Uh, it means a lot to my family. Um, these are very uncertain times. You guys have options. You always have options. But um, I appreciate you guys more more than I could put into words. Um, for sticking with Wildcat Authority. And things are looking good for football. Things are going to pick up with basketball. It's just a matter of time. And um, we're going to keep churning out content. Mike's going to keep talking about Bijan Cortez. And, and, you know, any story ideas, please post them. Email me, them, at jasonshear at gmail.com. And uh, I really will appreciate it and, and kind of work on, on getting those done for you. But once again, Jason Shear, Senior Editor of WildcatAuthority.com. Thanks for joining me, guys. I appreciate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.